I'm Tucker, and this is Scene Play. On this episode, we're going to do a one-shot. Uh, me and Arya played A Modern Prometheus by Mitchell Salmon. And I think in this one, it is a scientist and his creation story of the likes of Frankenstein. And we go into some body horror. We definitely go into themes of stalking and obsession. And there is certainly some violence. Uh, so have all of those things in mind. And that's what I've got. So I'll see you on the other side. Uh, hey, I'm Tucker. And this is Seamplay. My pronouns are he, him. And something that I've been excited about recently. Well, there's not much right now. Because the world's probably going to end tomorrow. But... <laughs> But, I was gonna say that. Nah, I figured. <laughs> um, but I'm doing. We're doing a Zoom Twelfth Night this weekend, which will be very fun and very exciting. And a lot of people have said they want to do it, so that is good. Um, the other person who is here, do you want to say things? <laughs> yeah, I, I could say things. Um, hi, I'm Aria, and this is Scene Play. My pronouns are she, they, and something that I'm excited about is I am moving to New York uh, on February 1st, which is earlier than I thought, and it's exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to being closer to a lot of my community. Yeah, so good. Um, and so tonight we're playing uh, Modern Prometheus, which is a game by Mitchell Salmon. Um, as assume that's it's spelled like the fish so i hope it's pronounced like the fish um <laughs> if it's not, mitchell, it's if not. <laughs> yeah if not uh, mitchell salmon <laughs> and uh, modern prometheus is a, a game about a scientist and their creation Arya, you're gonna be playing the monster i'm gonna be playing the creation the creation sorry i keep saying that because the scientist could very well be the monster yeah um and I am playing the scientist, also a monster. Um, all right, do you want to read that first quote? Yes. Um, the very first one, yeah. A new species would bless me as its creator and source. Many happy and excellent natures would owe their being to me. No father could claim the gratitude of his child so completely as I should deserve theirs. Victor Frankenstein from Frankenstein wicked and so this game is a hack of um firebrands um i think it's was it mobile frames mobile frame zero firebrands and as such it's made up of a bunch of different mini games that we will take turns choosing and playing and the mini games are built around asking each other questions and building images and scenes around those questions in addition um mitchell who's last name may or may not sound like a fish, uh, has given us some principles to work with as we go. Um, and let's just switch off as we read these. So principles one, embrace the Victorian melodrama. Swoon, rage, throw a glass of brandy into the fire, take to your bed for days at a time. Two, make humanity monstrous and the monstrous human. Find the ugly side of the beautiful and the beautiful side of ugliness. Three, make your feelings clear and leave your actions up to interpretation. Mm. 
Center your emotional world and leave no doubt as to your thoughts and feelings. Four, go beyond the prompt. Describe the story as much or as little as you like. Never feel limited by the brevity of the prompt. Five, explore, challenge, and refute. You don't have to agree with your partner's perception of your character, and you should show them why they're wrong. Six, play to find out what happens. Cool. And now we're going to create a monster or a creation. Um, oh, it's creating monsters because they're both monsters. That's so cute. <laughs> also, cannot Aww. speak enough about how good uh, the design of it's this beautiful. whole. Yeah, this game is great. On a moonlight, moonlight night. No, that's not it, Tucker. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm sleepy. On a moonlit night in the heart of a noble city, an unholy act took place, and a creature unlike any the world has ever seen was born of dark science and the untempered pursuit of knowledge that would better be forgotten. Both play. Take turns asking questions. Your opposite will answer truthfully. Record the answers. Ask these questions in the sequence they are written in. Then each player asks any one question for the bonus list. The game ends after both players have asked a question from the bonus list. Questions. You come alive in my workshop, born of my invention, my intent. Your eyes fix on me. What do you see? I see anxiety, a bundle of nerves. I see you pushing up your glasses with a look of shock on your face. Long white coat, longer, I realize, than anything I've seen before, draping to the floor. I see shock. I see horror. I see see your face doing things that I don't understand. I rise and stagger to the floor of your laboratory. The hiss and thump of your devices surrounds us. You inspect me. What do you see? A mistake, mostly. This wasn't the trial that was supposed to work. This was testing to get maybe a basic nervous system working, get some muscular twitches. After all, you're made up mostly of parts of animals, not of people. Um, But your face is a person. Your your face is, in fact, the face of somebody that I once loved, that I have cloned over and over and over again, over my shoulder. You can see your face through glass. And that glass isn't a mirror. That glass is a tank that has held your face um, and grown innumerable copies of the person that you were patterned upon. You look around my laboratory, observing papers tacked to the walls, bookshelves overflowing with books and notes, all the signs of a singular obsession that I have created you to fulfill. What is it that I want? 
you want to be absolved. You want for someone you love clearly. A face plastered on the wall. Iterations of it real. Pictures of the two of you together. A face that loved you. You want to be able to speak to the person who once wore that face again. For that person to tell you that it wasn't your fault. You want to be able to sleep at night. To not be burdened about thinking what could have been. What you could have done to save them. You want to be free. You raise your hand to your mouth, shocked at what you have wrought. I am imbued with abilities far beyond those of a natural human. What unnatural strengths do I possess? Well, firstly, by the way you were able to rip yourself through several inches of the finest surgical steel that the university could offer. One of your unnatural strengths is unnatural strength. But beyond that, there's something strange in the way that your body seems to immediately be able to knit itself back together quickly. And though I created you from several parts, and though I used very little human flesh for whatever reason, um, perhaps it was in how I programmed your DNA, you are functioning more like a clone than you would be some sort of patchwork. And you start uh, to look very much like the images that we see on the walls and retain a kind of, again, unnatural um, beauty. And I suspect that you will possess a way with words beyond which most cannot reach. Why do you hate me? In my consciousness of a minute or two, I can feel only my hate for you. Because I can see the very look of disappointment in your eyes, the very look of shock, the very look of horror through this tapestry of my face over and over and over all around me. I know not how many have come before me, what you have done with them, what you have done to them. But more than that, I know that I will never be what you are looking for, that I will always be your shame, your disappointment. Why 
Why do you fear me? Because I think that I succeeded. Because I have brought this person back. And we haven't decided gender, right? No. And they were the most powerful force in my life, both for good and for bad. That and that and are you just in terms of like uh, that? That was I, I did hear what you said. I, that was like the scientist having a very different understanding oh, of yeah just making just I making sure <laughs> 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 fucking with the principles baby mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean they're right in front of me still <laughs> um all right i rise to approach you how do you respond i back away against the wall towards the wall and then against the wall I don't ever break my eye contact from you but tears flow down my eyes and I clutch myself you ask me a question what is it? Hester is is it you? I let out a choking sob and flee from the room. Cool. There there and lie are monsters. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Alright. I have a game, but it's kind of like it would be like the standard next thing. Um so if you have something more interesting. Mine's also that. pretty standard next thing, I feel. Okay. I think I'm more invested in where the monster is, right? Or not the... God damn it. The creation is right now than I am with the scientist. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. That's the better place to go. I think seek humanity then. That's five. Page 26. All right. Uh, go ahead and read. Actually... I kind of think I would hunt through the streets. <laughs> I mean, that's also good. Yeah, I kind of think we should hunt through the Let's streets. Let's hunt through the streets. That's the more... We both... Those are the... Stand, the Seek Humanity and mine was going to be a desperate inquiry. Those are... Those are... Those are simple right now. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. something. Let, let's, like, turn this up a notch. <laughs> yeah, so hunt. let's hunt through the streets. All right. I stalk through the streets, face hidden from those who come and go blissful and peaceful, unaware how close they stand to me and the darkness that consumes me. I search, desperate, for the one I seek among these twisted streets. And let's just have the opposite person read the like text of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, creation plays. Choose your target. It can be any character, including the scientist. The scientist takes the role of the target. The creation poses up to three challenges to the target, and the target can choose to push on or give up and allow themselves to be captured. When asked to throw, flip a coin. The game ends after three challenges. If the target has not been caught, they escape. If the creation catches the target, the creation receives a coin, and the target poses the final challenge. 
It is night when I run from your lab. Not many people are on the streets. And for, for a while I run away, as far away as I can get. But the city is twisting and turning around me. Alleyways are small and dark. A place of refuge where I cannot be found. I catch my breath in an alley. When I look out, there's a beautiful woman returning from a ball, alone, walking across a small bridge in a pale blue dress. I stalk you from the shadows, slipping like a wraith between alleyways, door frames, and across rooftops. Do you notice my presence? If so, throw. On tails, you spy me too late, and I catch you. In terms of mechanics, um, if this character doesn't notice you, are they automatically caught? Is that the thing? I th- uh, because the opposite is either to push on or give up and allow themselves to be captured. Um, and I assume pushing on is throwing in this case. Right, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Are we interested in just doing that that quick? Mm. So we do it that fast. It gives the creation a lot feels a lot more powerful if it's just like oh i see uh, i see this woman now she's at my mercy immediately right um, which gives a lot of power um but of course like it get, for that you lose some of the dramatic tension and space you would get in this game right what if the throw is instead or noticing my presence. Yeah, I think that's I think that's more interesting. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna throw and narrate based on that. Cool. Oh, I did not decide whether. All right, evens. Or I notice you. Odds. Or I don't. She, Mary Beth Harold Kingsley, of course, <laughs> has had a tough night. Um, so she has her heels over her shoulders again, of course, and is sort of stepping as, as the creation moves closer, um, they can hear her sobbing. Um, and I think I tell me if this is wrong, but that's probably a fascinating thing. Mm-hmm. for a creature so recently born. Uh, and I think there's a beat where the creation's in the alley and um, Mary Beth turns, sees the creature eye to eye. And what is the creature wearing right now? I think my face is that un- has that unnatural beauty 
that you described earlier, but my body is something more uncanny. This uncertain cobble, different shade bones, scar tissue, flesh where there might not supposed to be. Regardless of how others see my body, I despise it. And on the way out of your lab, I believe I grabbed a fire blanket. Something designed to be thrown over something burning in a cubby in the wall. In this humongous black thing and I have curled it around my body so it appears that I'm just wearing a long dark robe I th- think she turns and says you are in a strange place what are you doing out here in this night There's a beat. And a creation looks down at their feet and looks up again. I'm hiding. Hiding from what? Hmm. Too many suitors? I can just imagine with a face like that the creation is stunned and their eyes narrow what are you doing in this night going home i have been wronged twice already and a third time well that i could not abide would you escort me home Of course. I am at your mercy. What do you do? I walk with you. I am quiet. I answer your questions. And at the door, we are the only two in the street. I look confused. Thank you, I say, and, and rush away. Oh, Mary Beth can say anything. Will you call again? She says really quietly. But of course, unnatural as they are, the creation can hear. The creation stops. I'll try. And And. she shuts the door. Scene. All right. Let's. No, we're not doing the masquerade yet. It's coming. Um, I would like to receive a letter. 
A letter arrived at my lodgings, sealed and signed in a familiar hand, bearing tidings of the world beyond the city that is blissfully ignorant of the dark undertakings that have consumed my mind these past months. Scientist plays. The creation takes the role of the correspondent. Who are they? How long has it been since they have corresponded with the scientist? Place a six-sided die on the table, with the three face-up, representing the scientist's hope. Adjust the current hope value based on the story so far. The correspondent reads the letter to the scientist in order as written, and the scientist responds. When asked to throw, flip a coin. The game ends at the end of the letter. If the scientist's hope is five or more, the scientist takes a coin. If hope ever reaches zero, stop reading immediately, and the game ends. So, I have a pitch for who this is. Mm. Hester. Whoa. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. We never said Hester was dead, right? We never did, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's really good. Okay. Salutations and greetings to you. Throw. On heads, my words fill you with joy, increase hope. On tails, my greeting racks you with guilt and distress, decrease hope. So, I think the letter is in a dark envelope, almost black, with a red seal, of course, gothic. And you recognize the seal immediately. Uh, and when you rush open the letter, it reads, Salutations and greetings to you. I had not thought that I would write you so soon, if at all. Hansel. But salutations and greetings to you. Odd. Um, which I say is decrease hope. Hmm. So do you want to describe how you, what it looks like when you read that or no? Yeah, no. So yeah, I yeah, cool. Sorry. So, yeah, so Hansel, as we now know, is sitting in, of course, um, both because we wanted to save set money um, <laughs> and because it is thematically relevant in this, in his labor- laboratory. Um, s- yeah, fuck it. Uh, go over the top. Sitting <laughs> in the chair in which the creation was brought to life. Whoa. And he's doing that because there's like the whole de- dentist lamp set up there. Mm. So it's the best light that he has. And this dentist lamp is, I mean, shaped like a dentist lamp, but it's really just a bunch of lanterns because, yes, Victorian melodrama with mirrors. And so, it, and all of this light is conically put directly into this dark red gothic script that Hansel has received from Hester. I don't know if we get an, a, a true emotional reaction this early. One thing that we noticed that 
we not, might not have seen before is that when Hansel was opening up the letter, he used a letter opener. When he opened it, it was like a quick, like very, very practiced cut. But now we can see that it slipped a little bit and there is some red bleeding from his left thumb, um, which is holding the letter as he mm. reads. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to throw before you tell me a story? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was gonna, When you jumped right in, I'm like, that's definitely a very, the harder way to do it. <laughs> um, do something. Well, I that, think for the very first one. Right. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's good it's to easy, get in the letter. Yeah. It's good to yeah. get into the letter. But All with right. this one, like the story, I can't tell one that could be a boon to your spirit or tragic news you had not heard. <laughs> probably. <laughs> You could try. <laughs> It'd be a fun way to do it. All right. What we got? Ooh, I rolled a 20. Wait, I thought you were using a D6. Mm, n- n- the D6 is my hope. Of course oh, I'm, I'm right, right, right. Of course I'm rolling a D20 for this. We all know that I am a strict strict follower of the dogma that there is only one role-playing game and that one role-playing <laughs> game is Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Well known, well known fact about Tucker Lemos. Oh, that's what <laughs> Steam plays all about. <laughs> all about D and D. So that's evens, right? That's heads. Yeah, that's heads. Mm-hmm. River foams this year, running closer to the banks than it ever has before, for as long as I can remember, and so I'm sure as long as you can remember. Although your memory was a little bit better than mine. Everything blooms. The orchids at the edges of the bank. The crops. Why, I saw even Lady Amy, that old hag, dancing by the fountain. I had never seen anything like it. Those triplets, uh, they've, they've grown up by now and they're always playing playing tag, playing fight. And sometimes they play scientist. Uh, makes me think of you. We see Hansel sit up, pick up a candle and walk over to another table. So it's illuminated and we can see like row and row and row and row of the I don't, know, I don't know what the actual word is for it but in you know in beauty and the beast the thing that the flowers in the glass like oh yeah so there's dozens and dozens of them several shelves worth and as we get closer we see that all of them are grown versions of hester's face <gasps> And he puts the candle down, switches the letter, still reading this whole time, into his right hand. And still not noticing the blood, um, because he's so engrossed in reading this, um, kisses his thumb and forefinger and puts it up against one of these glass-holding tanks up to a face of Hester. And, of course, smears some blood on it. Oh. Um, do you want me to toss for the next one? Yeah. Oh, my God, Tucker. 
Yeah. Victorian melodrama. Odd. Oh. Mm, that's a good one to be odd. Yeah, it is. I'm trying to decide how 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 uh, overt to play this. I just smeared blood onto the face of my lover <laughs> whom I made a <laughs> creation based on. we are going in a specific tonal direction (laughs) all right all right (laughs) i just needed to hear you say that um (laughs) um but now as i write this to you i'm sure you know that telling you of the dancing lady may is not fit reason to write to you after everything that happened I cannot help but worry, be struck with fear when I hear the rumors that swirl around you, the letters that come back to some of the members of town. I have heard you have become, well, notorious at the university. There are rumors of science that unconventional dodges of the ethics board strange noises in the night it was of course written by other of your staff members but well what concerns me the most one of your friends I will not say who has informed me of the letters that you've been writing him asking for details of me, remembrances of my posture, the cut of my chin, my smile. I worry for my own safety. As we hear this, I think that uh, Hansel has continued to pace and walks by innumerable drawings on the wall think in the style of like the vitruvian man um all of course of hester different ways of walking exact drawings of the face half of it just a very impressive lifelike sketch of hester's face and the other half with the skin stripped away to reveal the sinew Um, and the musculature underneath and I think again like Hansel isn't like directly emoting back at this at the moment it's very contained Mm. but something is clearly being contained even with my fear comes the knowledge of my own habits of paranoia I worry that I worry too much. That it's nothing more than, well, tall tales. And I, despite all this, hope that you are safe, that you are in good health, and especially considering everything, everything I have heard and everything from before, that you are of sound mind. Even a letter to hear in your handwriting, in your words, that you are of sound mind and body, 
that what I hear is exaggerated. Uh, Hansel, this would do a great deal to assuage my conscience. I think we see Hansel, upon reading this, immediately changes direction and goes to the other side of the room and pauses for a beat um, quickly and reaches onto a shelf and we see dozens, hundreds of envelopes pre-stamped, pre-addressed, everything, and they are numbered. And he goes, he sort of fingers through them and pulls one letter number 34 and looks at it. It's addressed to Hester, adds, he adds the date to it and then walks um, out of the laboratory and we just hear under his breath, yes, this is, this is the one that should work. Even. <laughs> Even as I write this, I feel still uncertain. I, I will await your letter and then I will come to the city. Perhaps we can meet in a cafe. I cannot believe that I am writing this. I I will arrive shortly, Hester. And we see a smiling for the first time. Hansel handing the letter off to a post carrier. And then sitting on the steps of the university, which the steps outside of his laboratory just looks like a gigantic gothic church. Again, of course. Mm. And, yeah, we see him just sitting there smiling, but, of course, his face is in plaster. Jeez. Yeah, what's the creation up to? The creation is seeking humanity. This time, for real. I am alone in the world, the only one of my kind, discarded by my creator. But there is good in the world, and if I can find it, perhaps I too may know a modicum of peace amidst my cursed existence. Creation plays. The scientist takes the role of an innocent. Who are they? Where does this interaction take place? The innocent holds a stack of tokens and asks four questions from the list below. After each question, the innocent secretly places one token in either a human stack or a monster stack. After the innocent has finished asking questions, the innocent reveals the stacks, and the creation chooses either human or monster and rolls a four-sided die. If the result is below or equal to the number in the chosen stack, the creation takes a coin. I have red and blue glass beads for this <laughs> purpose, of course. I love... Yo, people, play with gaming stones. They're great. They're so fun. Gaming stones. What's the name? You mean dice? No, 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 no. I mean little glass, like glass gaming stones. Whoa, they're that's trans- cool. They're transparent colored glass. 
I've never heard of that. Yeah. I, th- I don't know what they're normally used for, but they're really... Pos- those were words that I've, I've <laughs> never heard. <laughs> Anyways. Do you have thoughts of who the innocent should be? I think we could do... We could stick with the Mary characters. Yeah, Mary Beth, something Kingsley. I forgot the middle one, which is yeah. a real bummer because I did make that up. But what was it? It was Mary, some other proper Englishism. Stop the recording. We got to find it. Stop the record. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that I, my memory is not great some days. I also... No, I- very much relate i spent way too much time in lab today which maybe in maybe laboratory? i was get, in, yeah, in the laboratory yes i was getting into character apparently <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know it <laughs> uh yeah i think it is mary beth i think that makes the most sense mm-hmm. but i think instead of calling a day later perhaps it's only 30 minutes later Ooh, I like that. That's a good. That's a good time spin. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I can give a little scene. So Mary Beth uh, is taking off her blue dress. Um, I think it's one of those, you know, like the old like little changing stations that they have, where it's just like people in shadows. It's like yeah. a little box. Yeah, we can see clearly that Mary Beth is changing. I think as this is happening, uh, perhaps the creation comes through the window or through some other portal into this space. The window, certainly. Mm-hmm. How long, if we were shooting this, is this like a comic thing where Mary Beth is going about her normal business for a while and the creation is just there the whole time and she doesn't notice it because you would expect that you would have uh, creation suddenly appear in your room <laughs> or it, or is it like just turn the corner and like oh now we're in the scene which is more interesting for you at least i think the first one yeah so we see mary beth step outside behind the privacy screen and go to her big mirror on top of an armoire not on top of an armoire not the desk that the sort of desk that you have clothes in i know things about bedrooms and putting away her necklace which is the silver chain with again like a blue gemstone in the center and then sort of like rearranging things combing her hair at first combing her hair and not looking in the mirror just like clearly doing it by rope and and thinking humming some sort of tune and eventually she looks up at the mirror of course and then there's a scream the shot is from outside of the bedroom and there's a scream and again because we are going 110 percent on everything a bunch of crows fly off (laughs) from the roof and uh we cut back to what tableau what image are we in the creation she oh should she drop the 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 blanket yet do you think yeah for sure yeah i think that's yeah yeah so i think we 
we see a shocked creation up against a window. Um, uh, up against the window and the blanket has dropped off and she's hunched and almost as if protecting her body. But it's very clear from the like vicious scars and still fresh stitches mm-hmm. dappled across her body. There's something unnatural about her and the, the, the shocking difference between her beauty, the beauty of her face and mm-hmm. the rest of her body. And, and she stutters and says, I, I, I had thought to call again, like you asked, but I, I, I will go. No, stay. And I think Mary Beth takes a few steps closer, examining the creature Here's an interesting question. Uh, you said you've dro- the fire blanket is dropped, right? Yeah. The creation is naked. Uh, where are we for genitalia? Uh, I know someone's going to pull that sound bite from me. <laughs> but will happen. <laughs> I think vagina. I mean, yeah, that's probably, that's probably what Hansel would have done. Do you have a more interesting suggestion? I mean... I mean, there's a whole lot of things we could play with, but I think if we're, I think if we start doing that, we, we're separating, we'd be separating these two stories more. Yeah. There's like a level in which like we we need that parallel between Hester and the creation. Right. As far as things go. Yeah. So I think yeah, Mary Beth is fascinated with the vagina. Obviously, the the creation as a whole, but is weirdly fixated on the genitalia, um, probably because she hasn't seen a vagina other than her own mm. ever. And maybe I think this the society is probably a little looser with the sex um, because I think that's interesting. So like she's probably seen dicks before, right? Um, but this is a new and different experience, and. It's like, so are you an angel, a demon, who, what? And like, there's a formal like stiffening. It's like, of what parentage are you? I, 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 and the creator, creation, stumbling over her words, kind of, uh, stands up a little straighter strangely comfortable naked in Mary Beth's presence I seem to be newly awakened I remember nothing before waking up in in a room with my face all along the walls and there was a man perhaps he made me and the creation knows that he made her Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think she is still like fascinated with you. And I think that again if I if I was writing the scene there would be a cut there there would be a cutaway here. Um we'd go somewhere else for a little bit and then we come back and clearly it's later. And we've been talking for a while and Mary Beth, at least, is exhausted 
and we can see the first um, lightning of the sky through the window. And yeah, Mary Beth is clearly tired. Is the does the creation look tired? No, no. The creation looks curious, almost ecstatic. Yeah. I think Mary Beth, like, almost, they're both sitting on the bed. Um, and Mary Beth is, al- is leaning into the creature, almost falling asleep in this moment. So, what are you, what are you going to do? What do you want to be now? You don't need to listen to him. You really don't. I don't want to listen to him. <laughs> There's, I mean, you're right. What you said earlier. Why would I ever listen to him? I want, I want to live, for one. And I want justice. Whatever that is, I, I want. Oh, and she puts her head in her hands. Just like, and clenches her hands over her her forehead, as if about to rip her head in two. Mm-hmm. She says, "All of me wants to never see him again, to flourish elsewhere, and all of me feels like I can't do that." Without bringing him to his knees. Mary Beth is sort of shaken awake by this. And it's like, oh. And it's like, clearly, like, oh, this person needs my attention. This person uh, needs therapy. Well, everybody needs therapy. <laughs> 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 and I think, like, more to the point, this person needs intimacy. Mm-hmm. And so Mary Beth sort of wraps an arm around the creation. Is the creation? Particularly wide, particularly lith. I think normal lith, lith, yeah, lith and tall, yeah. Right. Um, so Mary Beth is easily able to reach around the creation. It's not. It's okay. I mean, if you have crossed, you're at cross purposes. That means you're more like everybody else. And the creation starts to cry and smile. I mean, do, do you see a greater purpose for us than to be conflicted? Why why even have people? <laughs> I don't... I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think you've had so much longer to think about it than me, but... In these hours, it strikes me that that feeling, feeling alone, feeling together, is incredibly powerful. And we, and the creation stops and looks shocked and it stutters. It says, I mean, people uh, live <laughs> to feel, I suppose, and feelings do conflict. Thank you. Of course. Of course. I asked you this at the beginning of the night. 
suppose I can ask it again now. What do you plan to do? I think the creation puts her hand over Mary Beth's. Their hands are together and her lap. I will, I will try once to demand justice. I, <laughs> I will eat. I suppose I feel very hungry. Ah, uh, well, creation looks down at her stomach. And then, if you will have me, I, w- I would call again. I would, and then through the door, um, we hear a call. Um, just because of clearly we're drawing from Romeo and Juliet at this point, and we hear <laughs> Mary Beth, Mary Beth. <laughs> <laughs> it is morning. You uh, and you hear like the nurse getting closer. It is morning. You have several appointments to get to in within the hour, and you need to bathe. You need to. You need to, and um, the door opens, and camera um, cuts to over over the nurse's shoulder, and you're still in the clothing from last night. You did not change into your bed. How can you possibly imagine? And she's ranting on and on and on, and the camera pushes out the window and down, and we see the creation. Um, how does the creation look in this moment? I think. Mary Beth has lent the creation clothes, pajamas perhaps, they look silky and uh, uh, spotted, and the creation is leaning against the wall, catching her breath, and clearly listening to what's going on above and then she starts to laugh the laughter of someone who narrowly avoided getting caught the laughter of someone young who just got away with something and she walks out from between buildings into the street excellent um i have um three humanity and one uh, monstrous um, which would you like to try and roll under <laughs> so coins are good yeah so at the so if you go back and look at the end of the game uh, the coin gives you more nar- narration power in the final confrontation oh, okay um, so ba- basically you, it's worth Every coin you have is worth a turn. Mm, okay. I'm going to try and roll below human. All right. Three. So I get a coin. So you get a coin. How are we feeling about speed here? Basically, do you want to do... I, th- I feel like... Do you want to do one more exchange of games or two? Um... Uh, just, just to like Could lay out. Could go either sp- way. Yeah, just to lay out specifically what I'm thinking about. Um, so, either I could steal time with a confidant, the confidant being right. Hester right now, or we could do the masquerade, and the socialite would be 
uh, Mary Beth, which is also very good. I definitely want to do a scene between Hansel and Mary Beth. Right. Well, and I could also already, well, I could also do one more game and not two. Although I probably would right. want to stalk the creator's confidant. Right. I feel like those, like, yeah, mas- yeah. like Masquerade and Stop the Creator's Confidant are ways that we can tie these two stories together. I, and I think in terms of an arc, either, like, both, like, the longer form and the shorter form are both very valid here. I think, how about we do this? Okay. What if? We do oh. three games. Okay. And you do two, and I do Stock the Creator's Confidant. Oh, I like that. So I, yeah, right. And then that last Because I was thinking, like, deliver a demand, but I really feel like that could just be done in the final confrontation instead. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the moment for it. Like, yeah. we're definitely, I like I like the shape of this game so far. Me too. Like, Me it's too. been building nicely. Okay, cool. So let's play Steal Time with the Confidant. Um, it will be interesting to see if I keep all that in. Um, oh, like uh, us discussing. Right, yeah, because this yeah. is part of the game for sure. Totally. But it's also diff- a different experience to have someone listening to the story than it is to... Right, and like we play with a lot of flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah, like you lean towards flow even more than I do, which I have not met somebody like that ever really um, yeah oh that's um, such an honor <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah like some of my i mean so much of my uh, like the, the my, my best games that i am see i feel like like very very dialogue heavy yeah and like yeah yeah well i mean monster hearts was that way Monster Hearts um, is super that way. Was very flowy. Um, my my Monster Hearts campaign is like way more dialogue heavy than the one that we did. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's like one or two sentences setting the scene, and that's it. And I really oh, wow. like the way that it goes because like I feel like it works because all of my players are so invested in the characters that like we yeah. all have a really like strong shared image of what's going on. And so we can just like flow right into it. But there have literally been sessions where for like a three hour session, I as the MC had to play like a waitress at Waffle House and that was it. And I would just yeah. be like, you guys can go to this like this place now. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. That's great. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So let's do steal time with a confidant. In the past, their presence had been my greatest comfort. My anchor when stormy moods overtook me and my guiding light in moments of uncertainty. It was then, after being apart for so long, that they arrived in the city and I was undone by their presence. I swear to God, I did not read all of these games before we played (laughs) to set up the situation that we're in. Just to be clear. (laughs) Just to be clear. Just to be very clear, yeah. It's just such a well, like, it's so, this game's so, it's just so poignant and so yeah. well-structured. Mm-hmm. Scientist plays. The creation takes the role of the confidant. Who are they? What have they heard? And what do they believe? Take turns asking questions from the list below, starting with the confidant. The game ends when either player passes, making some comment about the weather or food. The scientist receives a coin if the confidant answers answers yes to any question. 
So you mentioned a coffee shop, I think, in the letter, right? Mm-hmm. I think let's move, let's move directly from the scene that we were just in. Not It's not necessarily, it probably even, actually, you know, it could be the same day. Yeah, it absolutely could be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's the same day. And we see Hansel sitting at an outdoor cafe uh, looking around in much less shabby clothes than he normally wears Um, and doing that thing where it clearly is looking everywhere waiting for a person but is trying to play it off like he isn't Mm -hmm. and sips his coffee want to do the entrance of hester yeah it's a momentary distraction when hansel sips his coffee and then takes a moment to peer at it to observe the pattern of the foam at the top in that moment hester has come close to the table in a way that almost mirrors the entrance of the creation into Mary Beth's room where Hansel looks up and Hester is there and in his look of astonishment she sits down at the table there's a beat Hansel how lovely to see you and Hansel is just deeply staring at Hester's face and I think it's clear that she's uncomfortable that she can't drop the small talk that all, however much she might want to mm-hmm. and she looks at Hansel and says we have been apart for many months it's been quite a long time have you thought well of me I have rarely thought of anything but you I am to be completely honest. She purses her lips. I... I am... terribly... sorry... for everything that I have done. Everything that I have done to you. And I know that I... would not admit fault at first. And that is... I mean, you deserve more than explanations, but... surely in your time with me you understand that I'm not someone who easily admits fault and I apologize for that as well we miss you in the lab Ernest is always going on about how your steady hands guided far better experimentation than we can manage nowadays Uh, your replicability is beyond anything that we can accomplish and we still use your uh, your method of note taking and we're almost out of the uh, journals yes please stop talking about me I need to know What has been going on with you? I need to know 
of your experiments of these troubling letters. Hansel, things I have heard. His face turns ugly. And what have you heard? Yeah, I heard it in your letter. But I want you to make these accusations to my face. I am capable of much, Hester, but I'm not capable of that. Why, then, all these letters asking for drawings of me? Why is it that Ernest found a stash of animal parts under the floorboards, cleaned, well taken care of? What are the strange noises in the night? Hansel, and all the time we worked together, I learned of your fascinations. <laughs> People trust me more than they do you. You can't hide this from me. Is there anything that you care about now? I try to touch your face. May I? Absolutely not. <laughs> Hester slaps Hansel's hand away. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm trying to mend what I broke. Then talk. And she, like, scooches her chair back. But it has this screeching sound of the chair against the ground so that she's out of his reach. Do you trust me? He needs this. And she can see that. No, Hansel. You broke that trust. And you know very well that you haven't earned it back. And she starts to stand up. He is frozen. Still making eye contact where she was sitting. Thank you for the coffee, she says, and walks off. I think we stay on Hansel for a time, for a long time, and then suddenly he stands up, rage on his face, and with one hand lifts the table with more strength than a natural man could manage, and snaps it in two over the railing next to him. Oh. And we cut from there. Scene. Scene. Oh. Let's stalk the creator's confidant. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> <laughs> let's. You didn't say, you did not say yes to me at all. I'm pretty sure. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's correct. Absolutely the right decision. A a tough sell on that one. But uh, (laughs) no, it wasn't. Um, (laughs) um, Uh, All right. My creator's vain selfishness gives them little concern for others. 
but at least one holds a special place in my blasted parent's heart. Through them, I reasoned, I could strike at my creator. Creation plays. The scientist takes the role of their confidant. Who are they? Where are they when they encounter the creation? The confidant takes a stack of tokens to represent their fear of the creation. Fear begins at zero. The creation makes four challenges, which the confidant answers. After each challenge is answered, the confidant increases fear by one, then rolls a four-sided die. If they roll below fear, they flee from the creation's presence. If fear reaches three, the creation takes a coin. The creation makes all four challenges without the confidant fleeing, and the creation makes one final challenge. The game ends after the final challenge or if the confidant flees. Uh, so I think Hester is, again, that same day, directly after. Um, and Hester has found, we think, a horse or a car. What's more, what's better here? I don't think Hester is the type of person to be in a carriage. Um, yeah. So cool. she's she's driving. Uh, wait, yeah. It's a car? Yeah. You mean she's riding the horse if she's driving? Or? Yeah, I was, I was saying she's either riding or driving. By driving, I meant like she is in control of the thing. Right. Um, I wasn't like making oh. a statement. I um, think horse, I feel like. I like horse, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we see her on a brilliant white stallion. <laughs> Goes, fuck yes. And she's galloping out of town. Then we see off to the side the creation in Mary Beth's clothing, in Mary Beth's pajamas. Um, Hester at first rides directly by and then does the equivalent of like a skidding stop. And dismounts and is looking through the throng of people trying to see the creation. Ooh. And I think the creation calls to Hester in an uncanny mirror of Hester's voice. Hester! I think if Hester follows, this is the I uncover my face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I take one fear, not one fear. I think, yeah, Hester absolutely recoils, steps back, and again, cannot see the creation yet, but knows that that voice is her own. Though it's strange. It's different. It's wrong. Because the way you hear your voice in your head is not the way that other people hear it. Mm. And I rolled above that, which means that I do not flee yet, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello? Who is that? Come here. Where? Where are you? Behind this wall. At the edge. And Hester walks slowly, ties the stallion to a post, and turns the corner. What does she see? She sees her own face, but glaring. And nearly as fearful 
as her own. Ye you know of Hansel. Please. Please. Why has he made me in your image? So he did it. Of course he did. I knew he would the moment I left. I... I'm so sorry, creature. He... You are my image because it is the only thing that he ever knew how to love in his way. That and the toil under a microscope. And you, you do not deserve this. Nobody deserves this. Are, are you okay? I don't know how to ask this. How do you feel? Well, hey. Creation looks... past Hester and up in the sky. I hate him. But I also f feel alive. And if you... when... You leave. No one will recognize us as mirror. Perhaps I may live. I pray that you will. I think I stepped towards you. When I... When I awoke... It was the most horrifying thing. <laughs> A whole room covered in our face. Sketches of it. Oh. Hanging. Preserved copies of it. I do not know how many he has made, what he has done with them, what he has done to them, to us, to you, not to me. And Hester turns and steps out of the alley and jumps up onto the white stallion and rides out of town. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was yeah. good. You'd created a nice character. I'm like, nope, everybody's <laughs> selfish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, really good. Um, you do get a coin. Um, really good. Oh, yeah. Just just for existing. When did I do? That? Uh, no, because we got to three fear. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That was for four. I want more 
Like I feel like I want more one more Mary Beth scene. Mm. But I don't know if the masquerade is it. Like I don't think it's interest I don't think that's an interesting place for Hansel to be right now. Make a desperate inquiry? I mean, so what are the other ones? There's that where you could have somehow tracked mm-hmm. that or what's the other one? There's Mary Beth could be on the board of ethics. Is that one? Yeah. I mean, we haven't set that. I think. All right. So I think our two up, op- I think we could also go to the final confrontation now. I don't think yeah, that we also would be. Could. Yeah. I think it's either Mary Beth as the witness isn't bad, actually. You know what? I think we should go to the final confrontation right now. Mm-hmm. I see that in the questions, too. Yeah. Um, let's do it. I have no coins. Um, I which have which tracks? Yeah. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna do the final confrontation. We finally stand face to face. The events of the last months heavy on our minds. The scars we have inflicted on each other on our hearts. The sky above us stormy and laden with portent. We will not both return from this, not in the way we may hope. Both play. Describe your surroundings. How did you come to be here? Who chose this location? Observe one another. What do you notice about your opposite? Count the coins that you've won from the other minigames. Spend coins one for one to make any of the challenges below, taking turns. Challenges can be repeated. The game ends when one player admits defeat and poses the final challenge, or when all coins are spent. Narrate an epilogue that satisfies both players. I, we got to be back in the room, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, with all the faces. This is definitely directly where Hansel went right before, uh, right after finishing talking to Hester. Um, and I think we see him uh, just sitting cross-legged on the floor, staring at the wall of Hester's face. Um, and in particular, we can still see the blood smear from his thumb that he mm-hmm. cut with the letter opener. His jacket is splayed on one side. Uh, his hair is askew. And he's just looking at all those faces. In from a window, the laboratory, of course, nearly a cellar, or a basement, a basement. There are windows near the top where it peeks out into the sunlight. In through a window slides the creation wearing Mary Beth's pajamas slightly muddied but still a pale white spotted with pink the creation's hair is tied back and they stand tall very tall confident in their form and they stare at Hansel. 
see everything about him. Ooh, looking worse than before, disheveled. In despair. I'm a creation. She scoffs. Well, welcome back. Nice to see you. Come to take your due. <laughs> yes. Yes, Hansel. You have done an awful thing. Bringing me into this world. Life is not a gift to be toyed with. And you have done an awful thing. With these horrible faces. Mocking someone you claim to love. He stands and turns. You think these faces horrid? Look at them. Look deeply into them. There is beauty. And then there's beauty in you. There's beauty in every single one of them. They are not an imitation. You are not an imitation. You are more than she could ever be. Will you marry me? Wordlessly, the monster starts to cross the room. As they walk along the walls, they reach their hand out and grab a pipe from the wall, wrenching it free. And then they rush towards the scientist. Their strongest blow to bash him in the head, slam him against the ground. Do you succumb? Or withstand my assault. The pipe connects. And. It cracks. Hensel's head. Twisting it to 90 degrees. Bones popping out of the side of his neck. And the body lays there. For a beat. For a while. The creation blood splattered on Mary Beth's pristine pajamas looks down their hands and drops the pipe this was more than you deserved she says <sighs> and sighs look of deep sorrow on her face. I pray I was your first success. She starts to walk back towards the window. We hear one crack, then another crack, and then a voice. We could be together forever. There is no one else like you and I. 
see the creation purse lips and then this look of rage and hatred she turns on Hansel who's covered in blood neck at an uncanny angle spits on the ground we will never be together we will never be together (laughs) and now (laughs) how can you not think she wouldn't leave you again after all of this You think we could be together? You give me life? (laughs) Just to try and torture me? Take it from me? Trap me? I will rip you apart. You are welcome to. It is your right. I wasn't asking your permission. And she dashes toward Hansel with this incredibly inhuman speed. And we hear this fleshy ripping sound accompanied by a loud snap and then we see Hansel's body decapitated blood spurting from the neck collapse onto the ground and the creation blood now covering all their clothes their face takes off from the coat rack. The coat where Hansel puts it on, crosses the room to grab his head from among the shattered bottles of faces where the blood-stained jar once was, holding his head by the hair, goes to walk out of the room. The face of... Hansel is slack, a death mask. And I think we cut from there to a table for two. On one side sits Mary Beth, and on the other side sits the creation. Now, you cannot tell me that you haven't had liver before. (laughs) I don't even really have a name. How could I have had liver? Oh, well, you do make a good point. Uh, We should fix that with the name, though. Is there... Do you have anything that you've been thinking of? I could throw out some ideas if you like, of course. But it feels more proper that you should choose your own name. Hmm. How about... How about... Anna? What do you think? I like it, Anna. And she holds up a glass of water to you. To our future. 
to delicious liver. Thanks for playing, Aria. My God, thanks for playing, Doctor. <laughs> thanks for listening. Again, that was a game of a modern Prometheus written by Mitchell Salmon. You can find it and buy it at mqsalmon.h.io backslash Prometheus. If you like the show, the best way to help us out is, of course, to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can contact me at sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And, I don't know, tell a friend about the show. Um, we miss you all. Um, I have no promises about any regularity with this show in the near future, unfortunately. Um, my life is in flux, but I will keep playing games, and if I get in a situation where we all have microphones, we'll be able to play them. And then, hopefully, once everything calms down, I'll be able to get folks around a table again. That'd be pretty great. Pretty great. Anyways, uh, Aria has a poem for you. I don't know if you want me to do an intro or not, but this is a poem from a couple years ago. Let me find it. Fifth Sestina. To Griffin, we are made as unmade. These are the makings of a god. Crack my hollow bones to rush forth brine. These are the makings of a broad spectrum. We found analysis many different ways. To walk alone down drifting ways, wondering, will there ever be God? And will the Times publish an analysis of the matter in her bones? She will have shoulders like yours, broad, hair smelling of brine, tips dipped in sea to remember. The scent of brine can be found many different ways, pickling, road safety, broad, Vague feelings of love, I have seen the eye of God buried in these bones. Finding it through analysis is like finding one through analysis. Unnamed, impossible. The scent of brine that shaped these bones in pencil, many ancient ways equated to God by those who don't understand vast and broad makings of a broad-shouldered analysis smiting God living in the scent of brine as she does the high-wire walkway and our lowered bones, our femur bones. The makings of our earth are broad, yet whichever way I run the analysis, the rocks, the scent of brine, God, scientists ran ancient bones through analysis. The broad wildscape of human feeling emerged from brine. Priests say we are shaped in the ways of God. Woo!